Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome. That means uh, Gordon and Carol are back. We're glad to have them back, glad to have all of you here, and uh, it's wonderful to look out there and see you. So welcome to Bay Presbyterian Church, whether you're joining us in person or whether you're uh, joining us uh, by way of our uh, internet media broadcast. Welcome. Um, so, as uh, Ron Kick is excited about this morning, I'm not preaching today. <laughs> Somebody started to clap. That hurts. <laughs> Glad to be able to have uh, our son Joe who will be preaching. Sadly, his wife and uh, two boys are not with us in here this morning. We've got two, uh, two boys that are coughing a lot today, so probably just allergies, but just wanted to let you know they are not here. But Sarah and Ethan are right there, so they're sitting beside Kathy. So it's good to have all of our family in the same area code. That just doesn't happen very often. Uh, just some announcements to mention to you uh, so that you'll be uh, up to date on things. Hope you've been paying attention to the screens or otherwise take advantage of the announcement page in your bulletins. But just reminding you about the opportunity for Sunday school that we have each Sunday at 9 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Also the coffee and fellowship uh, and refreshments that are available right outside that double door to my right and to your left. Uh, do want to mention to you that there will be no Thursday night study for the month of August. So beginning this Thursday night through August, we will not have a Thursday night class. We will pick up with that beginning in September. This is just a heads up, but uh, next Sunday, you're gonna have information in your bulletins about uh, items that are needed for the Cafe of Life. We call it brown bagging for our sakes, but uh, it doesn't necessarily have to show up in brown paper bags. But just wanna let you know that we are going to be doing that for the Cafe of Life, so be, uh, be ready for that announcement uh, that will be next week and items that will be uh, mentioned that you can, uh, can bring and drop off for that ministry. So please, uh, please know that. Let's see. And then also, um, oh, yeah, we'll have the Lord's Supper next Sunday since it's the first Sunday of the month. So just to let you know about that and you can be preparing. It's just good to have you all back. Give you a... give you a heads up, uh, I think you've already seen in your bulletins, uh, after the uh, offering is received, uh, you'll have the opportunity to choose hymn favorites. Now, we just ask that we don't have any wrestling matches break out, <laughs> but uh, be kind and courteous, and otherwise we look forward to singing some of your favorites. It is the fifth Sunday of the month, and so that's the reason we do this. It's a way of uh, celebrating that Sunday just a little bit more. Well, I don't see anybody jumping to their feet or waving their hands briskly as if I've missed something. So let us rejoice and give thanks. For we gather together today as the people of God. Not only have we been created by him in his image, but we have been redeemed by the precious blood of his only begotten son, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. To know that we are forgiven and cleansed and our sins are separated from us as far as the east is from the west. Let us rejoice and prepare our hearts and minds to worship the one true and living God.
This is the call to worship. You can find the responsive reading in the inside front cover of your bulletin. Psalm 96. O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. And so let's stand to our feet and proclaim in song, Great is the Lord! Gracious and merciful Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer, we 
humbly gather in your presence with our hearts filled with reverence, hope, and thankfulness. As we, your people, gather to worship, we humbly ask you, O Lord, to grace us with your divine presence. For you have told us that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are with us. Illuminate our minds with your eternal truth. Fill our spirits with the truth of the depths of your love. And guide our worship with your tender mercies. May every note of praise and every word of pray, prayer descend as a sweet offering to your holy name. Be with us, Jesus, as we lift our voices to exalt you and to worship you. And let your presence abide in our midst transforming this gathering into a sanctuary of praise to you. Embrace us with your comforting arms as we know you as the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. Renew our faith, Lord, and kindle within us a fervent desire to serve you with every breath we take. Hear now the collective praise and prayer of your people as we pray as you taught us saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please be seated. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. This is the reading of the word of God, Ezekiel 34, 11 through 24. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture 
and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land. On unriched pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, behold, I judge between sheep and sheep, between rams and male goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture, that you must tread down with your feet the rest of your pasture, and to drink of the clear water, that you must muddy the rest of the water with your feet? And must my sheep eat what you have trodden with your feet, and drink what you have muddied with your feet? Therefore thus says the Lord God to them, Behold I, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep, because you push with side and shoulder, and thrust at all the weak with your horns, till you have scattered them abroad. I will rescue my flock, they shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord God, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. will come forward. We will continue our worship, the giving of our tithes and offerings. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts filled with gratitude and reverence, for you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. And we acknowledge that all we have is by the grace and mercy of your generous hand. As we bring our tithes and offerings, we recognize that you have entrusted us with the awesome responsibility of being stewards of these, your blessings. May these gifts be used to advance your kingdom, spread the message of your love, and alleviate the suffering of those in need. Lord, would you bless each giver abundantly, not only with material provision, but more importantly, with spiritual growth and deeper intimacy with you. Guide us to use these resources wisely and in accordance with your will, that they may bear fruit for your glory here in Southwest Florida and across all the nations. In Jesus' name, we offer these gifts with hearts overflowing with thanksgiving and gratitude. do their job. We have an opportunity now to render our praises to our God. I, I just love the way Rachel reads that scripture. And it reminds me of
Wait a minute. That's not the usual one. It's all right, George. We're going to do it. 
content Jesus paid it all. Are we done, Pastor? Here's one. Lars. I've been waiting. What's the number, dear? No, that's right. Somebody find the page. Balm and Gilead. There's a Balm and Gilead. T-H-E. Thanks, dear. 423. 423? 
This is it, folks. Can we stand? I'll fire away. Please stand. You can't sit down on this one. <laughs> Getting ready to fly? reminding you, you've got those prayer sheets there in your worship folder. Uh, take advantage of those as we pray for one another. Just some folks to highlight there that uh, note that Annette Saxer is having hip surgery tomorrow. We continue to pray for our brother Ron Kellums, who uh, is still having investigated exactly what is uh, ailing him by way of that spot on his lung, so please pray for Ron. And uh, Appreciate you continuing to remember Kathy's mother, uh, Nancy Farley, who uh, is still undergoing some testing. She's to have an MRI this week. Still having a lot of pain and discomfort in her back, and, and that makes me think of Augie. Uh, Denise is here. Let's continue to pray for Augie as he still experiencing uh, a lot of health issues and discouragement. So please pray for Augie and Denise. Also, I noted in the news uh, there's. Uh, Andre and Angie back there. We are very concerned about the nation of Haiti and a number of kidnappings there. I saw where uh, a couple of folks who were involved in uh, Christian ministry there with whom PCA has had some partnership, uh, Sandro Dorsonville, his wife Alex, and their child have been kidnapped and are being held hostage. So please remember them. So let's take a moment pray silently and then uh, we'll continue as I lead us in prayer. Let's pray. Almighty everlasting God, our Father in heaven, we come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts and with rejoicing. Even in the midst of a world fraught with suffering and dealing with the consequences of the fall this world is plunged into this circumstance of brokenness and fallenness because of the sinful humanity beginning in the garden and 
only being compounded by sin and transgressions ever since. Oh, Father, have mercy on us. Forgive us of our sins. Not just those that we read about in the paper, but, Father, we come confessing and acknowledging the guilt in our own hearts. Whatever we may have fallen short of in terms of our outward actions and words in ways which we have committed transgressions against you openly, it is those matters of the heart that we acknowledge before you for having thought things and having failed to do things and in every manner we have sinned against you. Forgive us, we pray. And gracious Father, please bless those who among us that are facing health concerns, surgeries, tests, procedures. If, as we've mentioned, Annette, we pray for a successful procedure for her and for a swift recovery. We pray for Pastor John, son, uh, brother Jeff. Lord, with all of his serious health issues, we pray that you will work in his life, that in his heart he will have an abiding faith and trust in you and will experience your grace daily. We continue to pray for our brother Ron. We pray for healing and deliverance from this ailment that he has. Please give those attending him the desire to chase this down and discover the source and to be able to treat him that he will be well. Lord, we continue to pray for Gary too as he and Joseph Ann in particular deal with his memory loss and Lord, the difficulties that come with Alzheimer's, please bless and provide for them and for so many others. We pray for my own mother-in-law that you will be merciful to her and grant the help and aid that she needs praying for Augie that you will bless and provide for his needs and for Denise. And Lord, we pray for the nation of Haiti. We pray, O oh God, that you will bless that there might be governance there that would result in, uh, Lord, that, that violence would be laid to rest, that these kidnappings would cease. And praying, Lord, that you will bless that Alex Dorsonville and her child would be released from captivity and restored to their family without harm coming to them. We pray for the place of hope. So grateful to you for Andre and Angie and Lord for that ministry to those children. We pray, Lord, for your blessing on that undertaking. And Father, we pray that you will grant that the gospel will continue to go forth in the world with great power and effect lifting up the ministry of RUF and praying for our own cafe of life right here in our own community, asking your blessing on Love, Inc. Praying, Lord, that you will grant to our sister church, Oak River, and its pastor every grace needed that that church may grow and thrive as we're grateful for Mike and Chrissy and their ministry here among us. Lord, please bless our own nation bless us father that we may experience peace and that we pray that the gospel will go forth and lord that this nation will be transformed by a great revival knowing that peace will only come as people surrender their lives to the lord jesus christ the prince of peace and so we pray for revival and renewal across our nation in our government 
and also praying for other nations in the world as we are reminded that you love all peoples. But Lord, bless those in authority over us in the church and also in the civil government at every level. And praying for those who serve all of us in our nation's armed forces, whether at home or abroad, knowing, Father, that we have a whole host of men and women who are willing at any moment to lay their lives on the line for each of us to defend us. And along with them, we pray for law enforcement and first responders. Oh, Lord, please grant that we all may be good citizens, praying that those who are in positions of responding to emergencies of every type might be thankful that they have the opportunity to serve a citizenry that is grateful for their services. Oh, Lord, bless us now. Grant to us grace that our hearts would be open to receive your word as it's read and preached. Thank you for the one who's coming to preach, and we pray, Lord, that you will grant to him that unction of your spirit by which he may proclaim your very words. But give us ears to hear and hearts to receive your message. We pray, O oh Lord, all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And as I've mentioned, of course, our preacher is the Reverend Joe Womack, who um, is a graduate of Covenant College. These are things I just happen to know, I was told graduate of Covenant College, our denomination school at Lookout Mountain, as is his wife Faith. Faith, by the way, has a ministry of her own. How to Faith a Life is uh, something that you can find on YouTube. And uh, on some of these things, if you look at them, she has like, what, Joe? 500 plus thousand views? I said, she speaks to more people in one day than I've spoken to in my whole life. Joe, uh, having graduated from Covenant College and having acquired Faith while he was there, Faith being his wife, they uh, are the proud parents of Wynn and Sut, who are not able to be with us today because of costs. Joe and Faith are both graduates of Erskine Theological Seminary, uh, a school at which uh, Joe received the presidential scholarship, I might say. He has served an internship at uh, New Harmony Presbyterian Church under Dr. Gordon Reed. He's been the assistant pastor of the King Street Presbyterian Church in King Street, South Carolina. And he now comes to us as the assistant pastor of Christ Community Church in Frisco, Texas. So, Pastor Joe, come preach the word. Good to be here. Today we'll be in John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. Joy and honor to, to be here, to be here with you all, to be worshiping alongside of you, to be visiting my parents, uh, bringing my family down. And I texted my dad the dates that we would be here, and I mentioned that I might be available to preach one Sunday. And now I feel like you guys are getting the short end of the stick. Because it came through, and here I am uh, preaching to you this morning. Um, but so glad to be here and honored to be worshiping with you. Today we will be looking at one of the seven I Am statements of Jesus found in John's Gospel. We'll be looking at number four of the seven. 
This I am statement is said during the same teaching of Jesus as the previous I am statement. Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters me, he will be saved. He or she will have abundant life. Today we will look at verse 11, which stands alone in and of itself. But knowing that Jesus is the door, the only way to salvation, helps illuminate our text today in John 10, 11 through 18. Jesus brings us to the Father. I am the door. And he cares for us. I am the good shepherd. This idea of shepherd hits home for us as human beings. It hits our very core and has a comparison for us on a very deep level. That we are tenderly loved and cared for. That's who we are as relational human beings and what we long for. To be loved and to be cared for. As he is our shepherd. So today we will see how God cares for us through his son, our shepherd, Jesus. His divine knowledge and power are shown forth throughout this passage. And it's proven in his passion and his love. So let's read from John chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing Know my own, and my own know 
the shepherd may defend his sheep, which was customary in the Old Testament, and to Jesus' hearers at the time, but to lay one's life Lays his life down and gives life. 
point number two is the C-R-E-L. I use this word because it ties together being truly seen and being known, and because it started with a B so that I could have the three Bs in the outline. That we are beheld, that we are known, that we are truly seen by God. Verse 14, I am the shepherd. I know my
suggested his death and resurrection. We know what he is referring to because we are on the other side of this event. But this would have been puzzling for his audience at the time. They would have not understood. Even when Jesus spoke explicitly to his disciples about his death and resurrection, they still did not get it. In Mark chapter 9, verse 31, for example, Jesus says to his disciples, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. Jesus tells the twelve this three times in Mark's gospel, and they did not get it. And don't think that the Father only loves the Son because of what the Son does in laying down his life. Because, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. His one and only Son shows the cost, shows what he's giving in giving of his Son. The gift of eternal life shows the Father's connection to his Son and what he is sending, what he is giving. The Father loves us and loves his Son. Their eternal relationship has an infinite beginning and no end and is not conditional. The Father and the Son are one. Christ is willing to endure, laying down his life in obedience to his Father. God's will be done for you and for me. Jesus lays down his life in order to take it up again. His resurrection is central to his death. His death is central to him rising again. Verse 15, 17, and 18 help open the discussion of the Father's relationship with Jesus. And verse 22 to the end of the chapter help inform our theology on the triune relationship between God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is through the working of our triune God that we can take great comfort in the Good Shepherd. Notice the work God is doing even in Psalm 23. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. He restores He leads us. He is with us. He comforts us. He prepares a table. He anoints us. He has goodness and mercy follow us. He makes a dwelling place for us. All through his work on the cross. Later on in this chapter, verse 27 through 29 say... My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Verse 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. 
I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. And no one takes it from me. could be Jesus alluding to previous chapters where they were trying to capture him to no avail. But Jesus is saying that he has authority. He has authority to lay down his life. He has authority to take it up again. Jesus is the one with authority as he is obedient to his Father. Still having authority. This is who Jesus is. Voluntarily lays his life aside for his sheep. Speaking on behalf of his Father. When I was in high school... Me and my friend Clay were working at a church event. We were helping out his church, and we were doing some service help to help out in the community. And we were doing good work, um, pointing people to the church and helping the needs around us. And it was a long day, and it was a, it was a hot day, and we were getting tired as we were helping folks out, trying to meet needs and trying to do good. Well, my friend Clay started to run into a problem because it was hot there in the western part of North Carolina, which we thought was hot, which is not hot compared to here in Texas, but it was hot to us at the time because that's what we were acclimated to. Well, my friend Clay started complaining because his lips were drying out, and he really, really wanted some chapstick. I mean, he really wanted some chapstick, and he kept talking about it. And wanting chapstick. How are we going to get this? Well, his father had a dentistry office not too far away from the church. So we decided, he said, Joe, come with me. We decided to break off from the service event at the church and decided to go through a back trail to get to his dad's office where he knew that there would be chapstick. So we break off, we leave the the church setting, we go down this back road um, to find the dentistry. We finally get to the dentistry office. Clay has a key, he opens the door. We get in, everything is going well, but once we get in, we start hearing a beeping sound. And the beeping continues, and my friend Clay goes over to the alarm system and he types in a code. And it keeps beeping. said, this code is not working. This is the one I was given. It's not working. So he types it in again. Nothing happens. It keeps beeping. So he tries to run and grab the chapstick. And then the alarm goes off. And it is loud. It is deafening. And Clay wanted chapstick so bad, he went behind the counter He's going through offices to find the chapstick, and he finds it. He's got the chapstick in his hand, and the alarm is going off. And it's time to get out of there because it is so loud. And so we make our way to the exit to be free, to go out the door. And I open up the fire exit door to go out. And what is meeting me there? Is a pistol pointed straight at me. A police officer had responded to the scene, and as I swung open the door, he was startled and raised his pistol and pointed it straight at me. 
don't know if there's ever been a gun pointed at you before, but it is quite jarring. I was shocked. I was afraid. I did not know what to do. As he met me there, gun pointed directly at me. The officer had it on good authority. Take my life, arrest me, tackle me down. But my friend Clay steps in and explains the situation. He says, this is my father's dentistry. I am his son. And I brought my friend Joe along just so I could get some chapstick. We mean no harm. He vouched for me because he was allowed to be there. He literally stood between me and the officer with the gun pointed at me. No one got hurt that day or had to make any kind of sacrifice. But my friend had the authority because he was in his father's place. And he could speak on his own account and the account of his father's. In verse 18, and I have authority to take it up again, this charge I have received from my father. This charge I have received from my father. This charge is a command. This command points us back to John 3.16, that God sent forth his son. And this ushers us into worship. Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. The good shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep, the chief shepherd. Who is Jesus? That's who he is, the good shepherd. The great shepherd of the sheep, the chief shepherd. And who are we? We are broken, needy sheep. Sheep who wander, sheep who need to hear the truth, sheep who are prone to scatter, sheep who are lost without a Savior. Jesus lays his life down so that we might live. He dies on the cross for our sins. So what are our takeaways? That God is good. He's always good, and you can always say that about him. Christ is our good shepherd who you can always turn to, and he will never stop pursuing us. Proclaim his death and resurrection always. There is one shepherd, so there will be one flock. And when that one flock is accounted for, the trumpet will sound and Christ will return. Proclaim him. We have the opportunity to proclaim the one who laid down his life for us. And we can care for others. Jesus had compassion for them. For they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. People are searching. People are longing for a shepherd. Someone to give them direction, insight. Someone to give them hope. People are lost and helpless without a leader, without a shepherd, without one who cares, one who knows. 
Are we motivated like the hired hand who is just trying to check the box and who really doesn't care? Or are we willing to lay aside something, whatever it is, and show true compassion? 1 John 3.16 says, But this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. That's tough. That's a high calling. The shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Put your trust in him today. Believe. Let's pray. Dear gracious God, our heavenly Father, our good shepherd who knows us, who loves us, who knows our name, who cares for us, we humbly bow to you now, thanking you for your goodness and your truth, thanking you for the hope that we have that you are gathering your flock together and you are a shepherd. Help us to turn to you, for you are good. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And so in obedience to the word of God and proclaiming the Lord Jesus, let's stand together and sing the first two stanzas of our hymn, stanzas one and two of Revive Us Again and Proclaim Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord lift up unto you his countenance and give you his peace, both now and forevermore. And everyone said together. Amen.